Welcome to Your Lot and Parcel Podcast with your host, Benjamin Diaz, designed strictly for you, the consumer. You will find that this platform has your best interests at heart. This is Benjamin. Thank you for joining me. Today, we are going Western. But first of all, allow me to mention how I found this one special dude ranch. It was through the Dude Ranch Association website. This association was formed in 1926 to preserve this special way of life. Member ranches, such as the one I found, endure a rigorous inspection and approval process that ensures that you and I will be treated to genuine Western hospitality. I encourage you to find your next family vacation on this website, the website being duderanch.org. Let me repeat that, duderanch.org. There you can explore the Western United States and Canada and one of the 90-plus dude ranches available. And since I'm a, a little more on the rough-and-tumble side, in this episode, we are going to a working cattle ranch in Laramie, Wyoming. This dude ranch is a very special place. It is registered as a historical location and world-renowned in its Western hospitality. Let's invite our guest, the manager of the V-Bar Ranch and one special cowgirl, Carrie Kilmer. Thank you for being on our show, uh, Carrie. And uh, you know, when I think about visiting a cattle ranch, it's definitely a, a tremendous thing to experience. Uh, uh, and, and of course, uh, the opportunity to get away from that rat race at home and so forth. And of course, the whole family can enjoy the experience and the memories that will, will uh, be, of course, be remembered for a lifetime, actually. So tell us a little bit about yourself, Carrie, and what a visitor is to expect uh, at your ranch, the V-Bar Ranch in Wyoming. Yeah, sure. Thank you. Yeah, my name is Carrie Kilmer, and my husband is named Brent, and we manage the V-Bar Guest Ranch together. And we're located in southeast Wyoming, about 20 miles from Laramie. And we're in the foothills of the Snowy Range Mountains. So we, we're at the base, but we have the Little Laramie River that flows through the property. So mm-hmm. we have some nice um, meadow terrain as well as high plains and, of course, the mountains. So it's a beautiful area. The elevation here is about 7,800 feet. So we are open year round, but of course we have some serious winter weather too. Oh, I'm (laughs) sure. I'm sure. During the summer, we Mm -hmm. do operate as a guest ranch, an all-inclusive guest ranch. So people come for about a week at a time and mostly horseback riding, but there's a lot of other activities too. And the vacation really appeals to a wide variety of people because of that. Good. Interesting. Uh, please uh, provide us your website so my listenership can kind of tune into uh, the pictures and everything you have on, on your sure. website there, Carrie. Yeah, it's vbar.com and it's spelled V as in victory, E E B A R.com. Very good. So tell us a little bit about the history because I, I know it's a it's a world-renowned uh, uh, ranch yeah. right, from what I read. Uh, go ahead, tell us about the history. Yeah, the main lodge was built in 1891, 
And there's a barn that we still use as our main barn and base the rides out of, but it was actually the stagecoach stop back in the early 1900s. And um, the lodge served as a stop along the stagecoach. And it was one of the last stops before people were headed up into the mountains to the mines or school teachers in the area. And it was really kind of a hub in the valley at the time. And it served as a post office starting in the early 1900s. And it was called the Fillmore Post Office at that time. And then once the stage stopped coming through here um, due to the railroad, it became a railroad stop. And they also added a second story onto the lodge, which added some accommodations for folks who were traveling through the area. And it, it became well known. It's always been in some kind of a hospitality business. It started out as a really large piece of property, um, pretty close to 20,000 acres at one time. But of course, with different sales and transactions that happened along the way, it had been downsized and it's now about 800 acres, Mm -hmm. which in this country is not big enough to make a living on just grazing animals here. And so that's another reason that it's been in a hospitality capacity for many years. Very good. 800, uh, of course, that's uh, a little more than a section of land there. So it's, uh, there's plenty of room there to roam around. And of course, you're up against the, uh, the, the National Park there. What's it? What is it? Uh, Medicine? Medicine? Yeah, it's Medicine Bow National Forest. Yeah. That's wonderful. Yeah, you know, a lot uh, of our rides go. So I talked uh-huh. about some of the meadows that we have here on the property. Yes. And then we have some different kind of more high plains terrain that we ride on too. But we do ride on some neighboring property and up in the National Forest as well. Wow. But, uh, I, can, I can well imagine, very uh, picturesque, you know. Um, let, let, let me ask you, who, who would you say vacations at a guest ranch such as yours? Can you give us an idea? Well, yeah, I think the beauty of this type of vacation is that it is very suitable for people of all ages. Mm-hmm. And so therefore, our clientele is a lot of families, but we also get a lot of couples or small groups that are traveling together, like maybe a group of old high school friends that are joining up again. Yeah. Um, so it really does appeal to all ages. And we get a lot of multi-generational families as well. So grandparents coming with their kids and grandkids because there's something for everybody to do. Absolutely. I can well imagine. I grew up on a farm, uh, of course, with livestock and everything, you know, and uh, <clears throat> I, I'm, I live in a city now, but uh, I can relate to all that. I, I know yeah. what it is to, you know, take care of livestock, a horse, and even milk a cow, you know? Mm-hmm. <laughs> I do, and it's something, I think the original appeal to mm-hmm. a ranch vacation is the adventure of it and getting immersed in nature which is something that not everybody can do very easily these days and so i think that it is appealing to people for that reason i think so i think so i think we do have a vital connection to nature you know so uh what you do that does lend itself to that you know i'm in uh, california 
And uh, how would anyone get to your your to the V Bar Ranch from anywhere in the country? And and incidentally, I want you to know I'm wearing my boots. I'm ready to go. So <laughs> how, how do I get there? Yeah. So there, if you're not within driving distance, the easiest place to fly into is Denver, mm. and then people either rent a car in Denver and drive up or take a shuttle from Denver to Laramie. And then there is also a small airport in Laramie and mm. all of those flights are routed through Denver, but th- we're actually one of the easier guest ranches to get to ironically. Mm. And that comes to a surprise or comes as a surprise to people who are used to having larger airports close by, but Wyoming does not have a major airport within the state. So you almost always have to fly through Denver or another major airport to get here. That's easy enough. Yeah. Denver, I've been yeah. there. Yeah. So what do you say? It's about maybe uh, two hours and a half or so from Denver. Yeah. Yeah. It's about two and a half to three hours door to door from Denver to the ranch. And we're not off the highway by very far. So there's not a lot of country road to get to the ranch. It's all pretty easy driving. Mm-hmm. That's great. All yeah. Right. Um, would you uh, tell us if you would be so kind, tell us about your accommodations and how many uh, can you accommodate at the ranch? Um, there are nine cabins altogether. Oh, and wow. okay. we, in the summer, we limit the capacity to about 30 people. And that keeps our activity size small and everything's pretty manageable so that we can kind of personalize the experience where we need to. Mm -hmm. But the different accommodations, um, there's six Riverside Suites, Mm -hmm. which as the name implies, line the Little Laramie River. So there's Mm -hmm. your Riverside Suite and a boardwalk and then the river's right next to that. And they all have a covered porch with some chairs so you can sit out on the porch. And then on the inside, those cabins have two bedrooms and a bathroom, and they can comfortably sleep four people. And then we have three larger cabins. Um, Two of those three are also along the river, and they can sleep up to eight people. But two of those are actually pretty historic cabins. Um, One of them was a homestead cabin. So back in the early 1900s, when this stagecoach stop was being established, um, Mm -hmm. one of those cabins was actually moved here and they homesteaded in this area. So Mm. um, it's of course been remodeled and it has all modern amenities and plumbing and electricity and things like that. So it's very comfortable, but it does have an old timey feel to it as well. Yeah, I can well imagine. Well, that's great. You know, yeah. for the sake of the uh, the city slippers, is there uh, Wi-Fi available there and computer? Yes, there yeah. is. Okay. Yeah, we have Wi-Fi in most of the cabins and, of course, in the lodge as well. Cell phone service is a little bit spotty. You don't have to yeah. go too far to get it, but not everybody gets it right here on the ranch either. Yeah. yeah. And some people appreciate that because they don't want to oh. be bothered. Absolutely. I know I would. My yeah. Gosh. Well, that's great. It's, it's good to know. Uh, 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 City Slicker, of course, I'm thinking about uh, Billy Crystal, you know, in that movie. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes, oh, for sure. Oh, boy, I'm having too much fun here. But what am I uh, What am I to expect, uh, Carrie, if I were a guest uh, for, let's say, five or, or seven-day visit at the V-Bar Yeah. Manager? 
Um, so I kind of mentioned the main activity that I think initially yes. appeals to people is the horseback riding. Yeah. And we have a really good horseback riding program that we're well known for. Um, we start with an orientation ride and make sure everybody's comfortable on their horse. And then we split the rides into much smaller groups, maybe of five to seven people so that everybody's able to do what they want to do while they're riding. And we don't ride nose to tail. We just um, spread out. You can ride side by side and you actually learn how to maneuver your horse and ride your horse. So it's a lot of fun for people because they make a lot of progress throughout the week. So horseback riding is a big component. With that, we do some cattle work on horseback and we do some team penning, which is work with our steers in an arena. It's more of an enclosed environment, but it usually is also a lesson, kind of a cattle working 101 lesson as well. And um, there's hikes that go out almost every day as part of a guided trip, or people can also find trails pretty easily on their own if they want to. Mm-hmm. And um, the, there are times assigned to the riding, but there's a lot of flexibility in the scheduling. So mm-hmm. some people will ride once a day and hike the other half, maybe in the afternoon. And there's also some form of evening entertainment each night of the week. So one night Mm. we do a horse drawn wagon ride with some musicians. Mm. And on another night we do um, some team roping with some of our local friends and staff and put that on as a demonstration for the guests. And then we have Mm. two other nights with musical entertainment and campfires Mm. and things of that nature. How about that? We are spending time with the manager of the V-Bar Ranch, and since it is open year-round, she's asking us to come and visit and experience the Old West in Laramie, Wyoming. Here she is again, Carrie Kilmer. So, uh, Carrie, you mean I'll be able to to do the uh, two-step cowboy dance? Is that what you're saying? Yeah, we do that too. <laughs> Dancing, you yeah. bet. There you go. Well, that's great. You know, to circle around back to the horseback, you know, that's the main attraction I, from my perspective. The central attraction is the, do you, do you keep the same horse for the stay that you're there? Uh, yes, you do. You so we oh. acquire some information prior to guests arriving yeah. and um, use that as a basis to match people with a horse and then yeah if the match goes well you keep the horse the whole entire week Mm -hmm. so when you say match we're talking about riding skills or or yeah riding um, skills um because we get all levels of riders yeah um, people who have never ridden at all or people who haven't owned their own horses and just want to ride in different terrain so Mm -hmm. yeah riding ability is definitely a major part of it And then some people have ridden, but maybe are a little nervous to get back into it. Maybe it's been a long time. We get a lot of that too. So um, because we don't ride nose to tail, we have a pretty diverse group of horses as well. So Mm. we have pretty good luck matching people with a horse Mm -hmm. that suits their abilities. Mm -hmm. Uh, What kind of breed of horses are we talking about? I'm just curious. Yeah, they're mostly a quarter horse cross. Quarter horse. Yeah. All right, that, that have, is the, the quarter horse is the symbol for the old west. Yep. 
Sure. They're popular in this area. Some of our yeah. horses are acquired from ranches who maybe that horse is getting to be a little bit middle-aged and they have some younger sure. ones coming up. So the quarter horses are pretty well diverse and mm. they do really well in this terrain. That's great. Kind of leads me to think about uh, whether you have any wild Mustangs roaming around up in the hills anywhere. Um, there are some near us. You don't okay. see them terribly often, but there's... Okay. There are some nearby. Oh, that's great. Yeah. Now you do cattle work. Is that uh, seasonal? I, I would imagine during the summers, I guess, when the grass is tall, I yeah. guess. Yeah, we do cattle work through all summer long with those guest ranch packages. Mm -hmm. And we just schedule it once a week. We actually have a partnership with two other cattle ranches where we go and help them move their cattle each week. So it's actually real cattle work. It's not just made up yes. for our guests <laughs> but exactly. yeah. we gather yeah. them in one pasture and move them to another pasture and so depending on the day and how spread out the cattle are it might take um, an hour and a half or it might take three hours it's mm. hard to tell but it's usually a good half day's work mm. yeah. so they graze on um well, I don't know. There's different grasses. Bluegrass? Yeah. Either. Yeah, bluegrass. Okay. We get a lot of Timothy here. Timothy, so okay. Yeah. Right. So, so, and then way. one place does a lot of rotational grazing, and so they actually move the that herd twice a week, and we just help with one <laughs> of those moves. But it keeps the grass a little bit fresher that way. It grows rather than grazing it down, because our grass here only grows enough for one season so when they hay it they only hay it once that's all the taller that it gets you can't get two cuttings out of it mm. and then same with when you graze it it's a high enough and dry enough climate that mm. whatever you graze um, is not going to grow back in that season it'll grow back the next spring <laughs> yes oh yeah 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 we used to grow timothy uh back when you know um yep my dad, uh, he grew up on a cattle ranch, and uh, so he, as we grew up, of course, he wanted to stick to that a little bit. But uh, let me, uh, 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 the uh, the cattle, uh, what are we talking, Angus, Herefords, or what are we talking about? Most in this area are Black Angus. Black Angus, okay. There's a few, and actually what's kind of common in our area is yeah. for um, ranchers to lease their land out for grazing for a mm -hmm. summer for mm -hmm. the yearlings. And so this one place in particular has about 500 yearlings that they run just for the summer. And then they'll go back to their home in Nebraska for the winter or wherever oh, it is to a more yeah. mild climate. Yeah, well, that's great. Uh, yeah. So the, the cattle, not me, I'm just, you know, uh, a bunch of questions here. <laughs> but, but the cattle, are they 100% uh, grass fed or do you take them to uh, for, uh, like a feedlot or? What do you uh, do? It depends. So, uh, okay. um, there's a the other place that we help out is a cow calf operation, uh -huh. and which means that they have their cows that they keep year round, and then each spring those cows have calves, and in the fall those calves are sold, and hmm. so some places in this area have a buyer that always buys from them, and then hmm. other times they're taken to a sale barn and then you don't really know they might be bought or purchased for the purpose of feeding up in a feedlot or yeah. for the purpose of um 
grazing their property than to become yearlings on a grass-fed type operation. Yeah. Of course, here, uh, feedlots are pretty big here in Central California, but, uh, well, that's great. That's good to know. Uh, I know you mentioned some other activities that uh, we can get in. Fishing. How about fishing? Yeah, fishing is one I didn't mention earlier, but yes, fishing is very popular. It's all um, trout that we catch, Mm -hmm. and it's catch and release, and we do offer fly fishing guiding. Most people who come haven't really fly fished before, so it's usually new for them, Mm -hmm. but we go out on the river and there's about a mile and a half of river on the property and it's oh, wow. private waters so it's all yeah. really good trout fishing good good and accessible what feeds yep. the that river the rocky mountains is that where it comes yeah from? yeah okay. the rocky mountains it's all basically snow melt <laughs> as the snow yes. comes down yeah. it doesn't dry up it flows year round and um so of course in the spring usually in mid-May to mid-June, the water is actually really high because that's when we hit our peak runoff. Mm-hmm. And it's actually not very fishable at that time. But then as the water starts to come down, the fishing gets pretty good because it, they've been hungry. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah. Well, that's great. Uh, yeah. So that's a, that's an interesting feature there for those that like to like to fish. And uh, <clears throat> right here, I'm, uh, I'm getting close to noon, so I, I got to ask you something here. And, what does a guest expect in regard to meals? <laughs> yeah, they um, all our meals are buffet style. So in our oh, summer okay. guest ranch packages, all three meals are included each day. Mm-hmm. So they're all buffet. Um, they're pretty much home cooked and there's always fresh fruits and salads and vegetables. Mm-hmm. And then the main courses change each day for all the meals. But mm-hmm. we try to make them pretty hearty and family friendly and then we do accommodate dietary needs such as Mm. gluten-free and dairy-free and vegan vegetarian so um, that's part of our information that we get before guests arrive so that we can kind of prepare and make sure we have what we need there you go well that's that's great uh, Carrie Uh, you know you indicated that uh, the ranch is open year-round Does that mean different activities uh, for each season? Yeah, so the rest, so when we're not in our summer guest ranch season, um, that is from May till about the middle of September. Um, Then starting in mid-September, we switch to bed and breakfast. And so we still offer the same accommodations. It's a more basic package, just including lodging and breakfast. And then um, depending on the season, people can add activities a la carte. So horseback riding is one of those that can still be added, but our proximity to the national forest means that there's a lot of people that use this as a base and then go up into the mountains. Mm. So in the winter, there might be snowshoeing and cross-country skiing, and then we're about 15 minutes from a small ski area too. Wow. So winter recreation is pretty popular as well. Yeah, I I hear that. That's that's great. Uh, and uh, speaking of, um, you know, uh, skiing and so forth, uh, what other area attractions in this part of uh, southeastern Wyoming can someone enjoy as well? Yeah, the ski area is definitely a major one in the winter. Okay. And then, um, of course, anything having to do with outdoor recreation, whether it's mountain biking or mm-hmm. rock climbing is kind of popular. There's an area near us called Vitavu. 
and mm-hmm. rock climbing is really popular there. And, um, but as far as other attractions, there's also the Wyoming territorial prison in Laramie, mm-hmm. which is where it was the prison in the area when Wyoming was a territory before it became a state. And Butch Cassidy was there, which is mm-hmm. their claim to fame, but it's mm-hmm. a pretty neat tour. Okay. They have several buildings and there's quite a few different museums in Laramie. Um, Laramie is also home to the University of Wyoming. And so a lot of people will tour the campus while they're here. And then in the fall and through the winter, a lot of our travelers are actually doing something at the university, whether it's a football game or a production through the fine arts department. So there's quite a bit to do in this area. Sure, sure sounds like it. Let me ask you that prison is, is it's no longer operational, right? I mean it's a museum. Correct. Okay. Yeah. The, okay. It's just for tours now. There you go. Thank goodness. Yeah. 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 <laughs> <laughs> well, that's great. You know, uh, yeah. Carrie, this is where the uh, the cowboy rides away, you know? <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> before before I do, uh, how can my audience reach out to you for more information and accommodations? Yeah, the our website, of course, which yeah. I mentioned before, vbar.com. And mm-hmm. then also by email or phone works as well. So our email mm-hmm. is vbar at vbar.com. And again, that's V-E-E-B-A-R. Mm-hmm. Um, and then our phone number is 800-483-3227. There you go. Very yeah. good. Well, I, I want to thank you for being on, on your Lot and Parcel show, Carrie. And, yeah, thank uh, you for having me. I, I hope to come visit sometime soon, and uh, I wish you well. Okay. Thank you very much. I appreciate it. Mm-hmm. For your listeners, if you have a suggestion or a recommendation of a subject matter you want to discuss, please let me know at yourlotandparcel.com. And now, if you would excuse me... This program has been produced by Isaac Diaz with music by Echo Foxtone. All the opinions expressed in this podcast are opinions only and should not be relied on. For more information, please visit the website yourlotandparcel.com.